Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs. Michelle is still off on her trip to Venezuela, Guatemala. I don't know. She's someone on some kind of exchange trip in South America. Um, Aaron is still angry with me for the whole Radiohead statement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Last I heard, he's he's traveling the world, gathering information to prove that Radiohead is the superior band. He's going to be going for a while. In the meantime, I'm not globetrotting. But we are doing our own American tour, having guests from around North America join us. This week, we have our friends, the Amateur Nerds. Can you introduce yourselves? Uh, hi, I'm Tyler Boudreau. I've been on this show before. And I'm Condra. I'm his sister. I have not. But I'm the other Amateur Nerd. And they are from the Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute. Uh, yes, we finished that show. Now we're do- working on the evil podcast of evil, our Dr. Horrible wait. retrospective. Now, wait, that's like, how long is that that one show? It is the, 40, it's like four mini episodes, 40, right? 43 minutes and three acts. So, but we are not doing it in minute segments. We are doing it in slightly larger segments. Uh, <laughs> basically song length or so. Uh, so you're going to get through this really quick. Yes. It's our hiatus project. Well, not as quick as we thought. <laughs> now, see, I'm surprised you guys can do this because I, I got to say, if I ever tried to do a podcast with my brothers, I'm sure that it would have ended very p- badly, very quickly. <laughs> um, we've we've had some disagreements, but uh, what because what we, we were away at college, or I've been away at college and Condra has been all over the place. And it's just been kind of a way for us to check in with each other and chat. So otherwise we nice. wouldn't talk. <laughs> so it's a good way to get yourselves to talk to each other. Yeah. Basically. While we're while nice. we're globetrotting. While you're <laughs> nice, nice. Speaking of globetrotting, that is the song that we'll be covering tonight. Globetrot off from 2015's Silver Ball. Um, if you have not heard this song before, it's a great one to listen to while you're globetrotting in your car. So take a listen. Globetrot, if that's what you gotta do. Don't stop till you make the best of you. Globetrot, cause I'm getting used to you. I did what I had to do. I'm keeping that in, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, this song is by Ed, but it's been, had other parts added in by the rest of the band. Um, it's now, got a strong ever... Kevin vibe. It does. I was just going to say, have you guys listened to the Spotify comments? No. Oh, the track by track on Spotify, I have not. It is actually a really interesting uh, track by track and Spotify comments. Um, I recommend people go out. I know that I have have missed it up until this point with the other songs that have been on this album. Also have missed it with the songs that were on the um, the Grinning Streak album. I'll be covering it from this point on because I didn't realize it existed until tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was gathering more information for tonight's song, I was like, oh, th- wow, this exists. So all those commentary notes will be in there from here on out. 
So for this song, some interesting comments that were that they made on the Spotify comments. Ed's rem- this one re- reminds Ed. Ugh, okay, I'm gonna try that again. Take two. No, Tracy, I'm gonna leave that in. So. <laughs> I didn't tell anyone. Tyler is now editing our show from here on out. What? Well, that makes I, sense because I'm gonna go globe trout. That makes sense. I'm well, editing our podcast now, so. Hey. We need something to edit. <laughs> Tracy, there are more of us than you now. I was gonna say we might as well just take over this podcast. I am over. I am overrun right now. <laughs> <laughs> we could just brand this. This could just go on our channel, Amateur Nerds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs whatever podcast network you're on? Uh, why don't you plug it so oh. they don't feel bad? Oh. <laughs> well, we're we're on the Filling the Void podcast network. That's an. Excellent name. So, hey, if if the Filling the Void podcast network wants the uh, Amateur Nerds brand under their wing, they should uh, let us know before we take over this show. Hit us up. Oh, okay. I'll let them know. <laughs> <laughs> Some interesting comments that Ed made. This song reminds Ed a lot of The Matter of Time, which he also wrote. But because of the wall of sound that's added into it and the, like, the soundscape that's created by all the other people in the band. And it's interesting that you mentioned... Kevin because Ed really loves the melody that Kevin came up with at the beginning of the song that plays throughout the song the do 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 totally a Kevin creation uh, Ed was saying that he actually leaves spaces in his songs for Kevin and Jim to come up with great stuff and that was one of the wonderful creations that, that Kevin was able to come up with for this song it's a collaborative process. Wild. Yeah, imagine that. A band collaborating while they're writing. No, that doesn't happen. It's not like the late Beatles at all. No. <laughs> Tyler also like he wanted to do a shuffle with the with the percussion throughout this song, but he's like it would have hurt him. Oh, yeah, that's what I when I was there with the band, yeah, I was like, yeah, guys, you got to do like a little little uh, bossa nova. Yeah. <laughs> other Tyler the other Tyler the drummer the one that you're not named after Tyler right <laughs> oh, okay no when we met the band when we were really little that was like one of the questions they asked us oh really yeah they were like oh he's named after us and my parents were like no uh, okay so it who, is, who was he named after it is my memory of the story that they were like yeah sure like yeah like just to make Tyler happy they were like, yeah, he's named after you. Like, of just course. to kind of just play along. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not actually named after anyone in specific, although people will suggest that I'm also named after Steven Tyler. I thought I had told this story on this podcast before, but maybe not. Um, you may have. Um, I have. But as soon as an episode's done, once I've done editing it, it's forget. Gone. All gone. Yep. Um, yeah. the, the anecdote is that my parents opened, a ran- opened to a random page in a baby name book and... <laughs> Uh, Tyler was the name they got. So, I thought you were the number one. Oh that... well, yeah. So they they chose a random number, and mm. my name was on that page. <laughs> that is an interesting way to choose a name. Yep. Of course, my par- my parents just thought like they named me after a football player, and I, I just like yeah. Growing up with the name Tracy wasn't a kind thing, so. I, I thank my parents often about that one. Like Sue. The, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Sue. Like Sue. Classic song, too. It is. Yeah, can um, we talk about that song and not Globetrot? 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I actually Maybe. like Glob- Globetrot. <laughs> I was going to say, this is going to be an interesting discussion tonight. Yeah, Globetrot is good. Do we have to Do we have to plug for an Aaron breakdown, or are we not even getting that? Aaron isn't here tonight, but he did send me his breakdown that I can read off. So here it is. And uh... Globetrot. It's a three and a half minute pop rock, kind of bouncy and peppy. It's got just the smallest touch of country sensibility and a really nice, quirky, happy-go-lucky synth line that I like quite a bit. It's very Ed. Globetrot was recorded at exactly 140 beats per minute in the key of G major. It has a 1-4-5 G, C, D centered chord progression, both in the verse and the chorus. The song really doesn't leave those three chords other than for passing chords. You hear the occasional implied B minor every now and then, which makes sense since B minor is the diatonic to the key of G major, and throwing in the third every now and then will help establish the key a little more than just running on one, four, five treadmill. But to be fair, that is more or less. So the progression goes like this. Intro, which is a vamping on G. Verse 1A. Chorus B, but really more or less a repeat of the chords that we hear in A. Verse 2A. Chorus, B. Bridge of sorts, C. Here is where the only major musical change occurs. So we go to a D, G, C progression, which one could argue might be a change to a relative minor of G major, which would be E minor, but I don't think it does because we land on neither E nor B and the C really sounds like a perfect fourth ready to resolve back to G. So rather than a key change, I think it just stands out because we are deviating slightly from the 1-4-5 action of the rest of the song with a 5-1-4 section. But again, as you can hear, it's really still those three chords. Then verse 3A, chorus B, and then the end. So A, B, A, B, C, A, B. Pretty much sitting right where pop songs of yesteryear were trying to be. Which fits the song length and chord progression as well. Now, I've said it time and again here on this show, there is nothing wrong with simplicity. And more rock and pop and country and blues songs than anyone could ever count have been written, which have been either centered around or composed entirely of the 1-4-5 chord progression. So I want to make it clear that I am not haranguing or disparaging the song for staying within the bounds of 1-4-5, which pretty much entirety of the song. But... It would be disingenuous of me to claim that it didn't feel a little samey and plodding because of it. It doesn't really go anywhere. It's like the song sits comfortably in its house. The bridge sounds like a slightly different look from the same place, so maybe it's walking over to the window to gaze longingly out and imagine what it would be like to have a six or a two chord. Having said all that, I honestly can't help but nod my head to this one. Ed's earnest vocals are always compelling, and Kevin plays some fantastically quirky and endearing keyboard lines on this one. Ultimately, I went back and forth on what to give Globetrot for a rating. I finally settled on the middle of the road 2.5 continents out of 5. It's a very unassuming sort of song. There is a kind of sweet sincerity about which I think it elevates it slightly above what it was otherwise, and that's the magic of B&L. I like it about as much as I like Best Damn Friend, even though they have quite different sounds. It's simple, but it works. 
I'm not sure I would seek it out with any regularity, but I certainly wouldn't skip it if it came on Spotify while I was driving it. And now that I think about it, it would make a very good driving song, both in its tranquil pacing and its traveling theme. Now I want to go watch the Harlem Globetrotters. Now I want to watch the Harlem Globetrotters. I know. I've done my research. Whoa. I know that this song is 74 beats per minute. Whoa. Guaranteed. That is so much more music than I know. I thought about just like like manually trying to figure out what the BPM was, but then I I was doing something else, so I didn't do that. I, I'll admit that I cheated because on the appearance for tonight, they they show. Well, I can actually. I'll, I'm going to throw things off tonight and, and do things a little different. The appearance for tonight isn't in the studio web webisode that they did for this album. So they put up a bunch of webisodes for this album. Um, and on the one that's called In the Studio, it's about Tyler and him playing the percussion in the background. And for about three seconds on the screen, there's a, a quick camera grab of the liner note for, the, or probably not a liner note, but the notes that Tyler has for this song, which is each song and the beats per minute as it's broken down. So I now can say definitively exactly how many beats per minute it is for every song on this album. By the way, Aaron has had it right for every song so far. <laughs> so I got to give it to him. Like he does it without the cheat. I, I'm, I went with the cheat. It's not like cheating that. you. You're smartly using your resources. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the, uh, like the, the layout of this song is you got kind of like something that you've talked about before on this show is, uh, what makes this song really good is the bridge. Like you got your verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Then they go into the bridge. And they go verse, chorus, bridge, or something like that. I don't remember the exact layout. But the bridge is good in this song. Verse, a, a Steveless bridge. Verse, chorus, verse, yeah, bridge, yeah. verse. Yep. And then chorus, back to the chorus. chorus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's the breakdown. Uh, oh, yeah. I just looked it up uh, by lyrics. <laughs> Who needs Aaron anymore? I don't need, I don't know music. I just look it up. <laughs> Aaron, you're on note. <laughs> yeah, I really like the bridge on this song. It's mm-hmm. different. It takes a very different direction. It doesn't kind of stick to the same kind of thing. I'm going to say that it takes a key change in there. Don't know for sure. I'm not a musician, but it does have a completely different feel um, the rest of the song, and I, and I like that in here. Yeah, I don't know if it's a key change, but there's definitely some sort of like chord augmentation or something. So, what I what's your opinion, guys, of the music of this song? I, I'll come in with mine in a little bit, but I, I really want to hear from you guys. What do you think about the music on this song, Mr. Music? You go first. Ooh, I'm, are you saying I'm the music man? I mean, you're more music than I am. Oh, well, there's there's trouble in this city. Um, but there's not 76 trombones on this song. Oh, no. Um, I, like, like I said, I think the bridge works. Uh, it's not real. Like, this song, it's, it's, a, it's an album track. It's not a single. It's not a, it's not a bop or a jam. It's just kind of like a, uh, for the audience at home, I did a little, a little shoulder head wiggle. Like you just kind of you just kind of groove along to it. Um, it's nice yes, and Kondra? mellow. I like how yeah. mellow it is, and I just I mean, 
I just vibe with it. Like, it's good vibes. It's, I like the bridge a lot. I think that makes it stand out. And also the little doo 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 thing at the beginning. I want more than ever before. I want way beyond satisfaction. In this case, you know, the less isn't more. And I can't wait to see your reaction. It's yeah, just and the doo 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 solo. It's kind of just fun and like chill. And it's just a good time. It's a nice, and like, it, it moment. It crescendos well to the end. Mm-hmm. Ed gives it a solid, I did what I had to do. And then, like, he, he they ride it out. Like, like if they played this live, like, like, it wouldn't be the song that everyone, like, sings along to. But I'm sure they would nail it. It's like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen this one live. I know we've seen a bunch no, of Silverball. Because sure it didn't, they didn't. When they were doing Last Summer on Earth, they didn't perform this song. I'm no, yeah, sure. when we saw them, yeah, when we saw them, when they were specifically doing the Silver Ball tour, they didn't. I was just gonna look yeah. it up. Yeah, I've yeah, I've never seen them do this song. I think out of the last five tours, I've been to four of them, and I've never seen them do it. And I'm pulling it up now because they do change the, you know, change their uh, set list depending upon the. Each, uh, well, back in each the city that they're in, back in the play everywhere for everyone days, they made it a point to play all of the songs in their repertoire throughout the tour. But not on this tour. Yeah, they don't. Sense. Well, they don't do that anymore because they don't play. They're not going to play a a random Steve song. But they do occasionally play Steve songs, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yes, they've only played this song five times since it came out wow which is pretty amazing like this song came out in 2015 so it's four years old and they've they've played it five times in those four years but i I think tyler brings up the point it's just an album like it's just an album track it's not anything special and where they have so many big songs to choose from when they're performing live and they also do those wicked fun like mashups covers they get that really high energy moment towards the end of the night that it makes sense that they're not going to play just kind of a mellow, chill, pleasant song. And if they were, they were they they could play Passcode or Tired of Fighting with you. Like if they wanted to do a deep cut, they could do mm-hmm. one like and Narrow Streets is like a gym song. Like there's no reason to do a deep cut album track Ed song when you could give other people a, a, a chance to shine or do Silver Ball or Duct Tape Heart or. And, and um, it's even not their best deep cut. Like yeah. you could go with a million other deep cuts that oh. Ed has written, or that oh, yeah. any of the other band has written. Yeah, uh, play play same thing, or am I the only one? That's what I say. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or for you, like they don't play for you that much anymore, but it's an amazing tune. Oh, they play for me all the time. <laughs> In your own backyard. Oh yeah, like that, that's not normal, you know. Like, how do you come? How do you make that happen? Well, you see, I have this gun. <laughs> wow, this show got dark quick. See, Tyler and I oh. aren't actually related. It's fine. I'm hoping that it turns. <laughs> I hope it turns sci-fi real quick, and it's a gun that makes people suddenly appear, rather than like. Like when we get to the the other songs, like where like uh, oh, 
course, now my brain's freezing on it, but the, the song where he makes people disappear in line using the gun. Oh, um, oh. Oh, it's at the end of Stunt. Some Fantastic. Oh, Some Fantastic is one yes. of the... Is my favorite Bare Naked Lady song. I love that song. I can't stand so to wait much. in line long, so I built a new machine. It just measures up the distance and then eliminates the folks between. Eliminates yeah. the folks between. What a dark lyric. Well, I can't wait to get to that song. I love that but song. <laughs> that that I think. Can we talk about that song tonight instead of this one? We are. Uh, for real though. I think I some fan, some fantastic is is if not the best Bare Naked Lady song, perhaps the quintessential Bare Naked Lady song. I could see that. I, I might go along with that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, definitely a, up there. Definitely a song that is a highlight of the Persuasions album. Mm. Um, even though they they fail to do some important harmonies uh, in the song. All right. Yeah, Globetrot. You know what's something that? that's really fantastic, though? Is uh, I find it really interesting that... So they only played this five times. You would think those five times would be on the tour after they wrote this song. It wasn't on Last Summer on it, Earth? It was. Well, it was, just not that Last well, Summer Well, yeah, Condra, they've done multiple Last <laughs> no, Summer on know, Earth but... tours. That's the joke. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> they will be on Last Summer on Earth tour until the end of the Earth at this point. Right. Um, they did all of them in 2018. All right. Good for them. And they literally did them all in the same month, and four of the five of them... They did in the same week. So they did it on June 1st. In, in one June week? Second, in one week. <laughs> so they did, it, they did it on June 1st, June 2nd, June 3rd, June 7th in 2018. And then they took a few weeks off and did it on June 26th, and they haven't done it again since. Maybe the, Yeah, maybe they were trying it out that week, and then they were like, nah. And then they came back to it a couple weeks later, like, yeah, let's give it one last shot. And then they were like, nah. Nope. And then... <laughs> It didn't really play to the audience. They weren't really into it. Do you see where it was played? I wonder like, where they would have tested it. They tested it in Minnesota, Montana, Iowa, Idaho, and Philadelphia. Oh, good. Hmm. So Philadelphia yeah. was probably the like last big shot kind of. Let's really give it a good go. No. no. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> but I want to go back to me holding up Bare Naked Ladies to play for them. Uh, to play for me. Do you know the bootlegs for the Play Everywhere for Everyone tour? The concert going etiquette tips uh, reel that they play? No. Are there, there's a little joke where there's like two guys in the audience chatting, and one of them says, like, Which one of the guys in your band in the band is your favorite? And the other guy says, I like Ed. And he's like, Oh, yeah, I like Tyler. And then the other guy says, Well, I met Ed at a mall once in Minnesota, and uh, we're in love and we're going to get married. <laughs> But I think Steve's getting the way in our love, and I'm going to have to do something about that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Do you know what what city that was off from? That was – no, so that was a little uh, pre-recorded tape that they would play during during a break they would take from playing at every concert in the tour. Okay, gotcha. I don't remember that. Not that it didn't happen, but I don't remember that. I was on that tour. Well, I wasn't on that tour. I went to one of the concerts on that tour. I wish I was on that tour. Well, um, yeah. All those bootlegs on Spotify, I just listened to them all. So That's all he listens to. <sighs> That's actually a really great way to get some of these really old ones, though. Some of the deep, deep cuts. Well, um, until until they uploaded the uh, deluxe edition of Stunt onto 
uh, Spotify, that was actually the only version of uh, She's on Time that you could listen to. And now we can get it. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't. I, I know you guys liked the synth. I didn't like the synth. I loved the synth. I did not like the synth on the song. And it's not the melody that Kevin's playing. It's just the t- the tone that he's using, the the sound effect that he is using on the synth. I don't like the the sound of it. It immediately irritated me when I listened to this song. Yeah, that just sounds like a you problem. That it is a me problem. I totally admit it. This whole sh- this whole show is a me problem. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do the show, Tracy. We can take over. <laughs> I don't know. I've already I've already scared off Aaron. I've scared off Michelle. <laughs> I'm the only original member left at this point. Uh, so can you really say it is? <laughs> it's not really Baronicky ABCs anymore, but we're just well, yeah. keeping the name because I really enjoy doing it and going back over our old stuff. It's like uh, a few years ago at the concert venue, venue we work at, the band Rat came. Uh, but the only original member left was the drummer. And so people were like, what? Who? What? <laughs> it's not Rat. It's like when you go to see Sticks and there's like one member of Sticks left playing. What was the other one, Condra? Tesla? Yeah. Well, Tesla is oh, one like that. And then I was thinking there's um, Lettuce, I think, is like that too. And then the Beach well, Boys thought- are basically like that now. Because one of them can only play for, like, two songs, and then the other one plays for a little bit. But, like, it's basically a cover band at this point. <laughs> Would you say that Lettuce has wilted? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Is Tesla the one where there's, like, there's like an argument over who has the, the name of the band? So there's just, like, two different Teslas touring? I'm not sure. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a band like that. There's, like, a prog rock band like that. Yeah. I, I can't remember if it's Tesla or not. It did happen with Sticks at one point too. Like, sti- yeah. like the the lead singer left, and then like said that he couldn't sing anymore. And then as soon as they started touring, got upset, and so he started touring under the same name. So you had two bands same night playing two different venues, both called Sticks. Hey, speaking of Sticks, Domo Origato, Mr. Roboto, King of Bedside Manor, Bare Naked Ladies, there he got us back. <laughs> You brought us around. Thank you. Speaking of lyrics, why don't we talk about the lyrics of this song? Gotta be honest, I did not look up the lyrics of this song. See, I can I can weave it a little bit. There. I did. <laughs> I did. I looked him up. Thank you. I, Thank you, Connor. I got it. Me. I got you. <laughs> no, well, it's one of those things. I like the Bare Naked Ladies because I can usually understand most of their lyrics, like listening to it just normally. But sometimes it does help to look it up just to like, hey, did I miss anything? Is there any like sweet harmonies that someone's joking in something in here? And I mean, this song was pretty straightforward in terms of like what I could hear. But it's also like it's kind of sweet. It's kind of nice. It's it's pleasant ish. Like it, it matches the vibe. Like the lyrics are low stakes. Are the lyrics about anything? Low stakes lyrics for a low stakes song. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say like. I'm a lyrics person. I like the music for the music, but I also like to listen to the lyrics, as you know. And, like, this one didn't do it for me with the lyrics. So we get a song that's, I guess, about... It's just a really weird analogy. I guess he's trying to say that he's tending to a store... that Like, like, tending to a store is like tending to a relationship. And why put the energy into it if you're going to destroy it all? 
but then the analogy falls apart and he starts talking about getting held up minding the store and then her opening the door and I don't know. It sounds like we have a relationship where the person's leaving the relationship to go globetrot, but it keeps coming back. But that—that's why he's getting used to it. I don't—I don't know what he's trying to say with this song. This is something I've been thinking about recently. Uh, as listeners might know, uh, I have a famous "don't care about lyrics" stance, and I think not only like not only do I. It's not. I guess it's not that I don't care about lyrics. I think it's that I like nonsense lyrics. And I think this is part of my upbringing. A lot of my favorite bands have nonsense lyrics. Uh, I was listening to The Killers recently, and The Killers mm. lyrics don't don't make any sense. Somebody sense. told me that you had a boyfriend that looked like the girlfriend that I had in February of last year. That means nothing. <laughs> and yet um, I understand it perfectly. Unless it's <laughs> yeah. super progressive and like super accepting of people on the LGBTQIA plus community. Yes. <laughs> But the rest of like, the song doesn't make much sense to me, but that line totally makes sense to me. Things like that and Beck and Bare Naked Ladies. Weird Al. Like <laughs> stuff like that, like, yeah, I just I just take it like it's like you like it's a challenge to sing along to because the lyrics don't actually mean anything. <laughs> that made that's a, like an added bonus. <laughs> well, that's totally one week down down and out right there. Lyrics right, gotta get a no set sense. of better clubs. T- the kind with tiny nubs? Yeah, so my iron's not always flying off the backswing. <laughs> I can't wait to hit that one either. That's gonna. Uh, I think I think my brain will probably melt out my ears that week. Who who are you gonna get as a guest on one week? You gonna like like really go all out? <laughs> I don't know because I've had like eight people now request that song, so I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna do that week. Super episode. I might just take the week off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guys come in. I'll let you guys run the show that way. <laughs> Absolute chaos where we live. What, like, what more could be said about one week? Like, <laughs> Oh, probably a lot. That's going to be like a super three-hour episode probably at this point. Hey. But if we don't get back on track, we're going to take about a week to discuss this song. So we should probably get back to this song. Hey. This song, like... It starts off with a with bad grammar. I I'll overlook bad grammar in a song sometimes, and, and especially usually if Steven. Wait, what is it? it? What are you saying? What What is the bad grammar? Doesn't matter. Any of it happened before. Doesn't matter. Any of it happened before. There's a if. It's missing there, if. There's an if missing. <laughs> Ed, one syllable. You're, you're missing. There and it, the the sentence falls apart without it. Now, if uh, you, it, my my English teachers right now are probably ready to kill me because I don't remember what part of a sentence that is. But an if is necessary there. It, it just doesn't sound right. It's like a conditional conjunction. Sure. <laughs> I think the colloquial nature of the like the line though, it's in the same use like use of ain't when people use ain't. Yeah, it's not grammatically correct, but it has like a colloquial nature to it that you can still comprehend what the person is saying. I skip a lot of words when I talk sometimes, and I don't realize it until after. But (laughs) like people still get what I'm saying. That one for some reason just really grated on my nerves. Grinds your gears, and and maybe (laughs) that's right, it grinds my gears. Maybe it's because because Kevin already upset me with the tune and and the (laughs) sound that was coming out of it out of his synth. But then, 
Doesn't matter any of it happened before. Tracy, you're just drinking the Haterade tonight. I am. I don't actually hate this song, but there are certain things in it that really kind of got me not liking certain pieces of this. By the way, whoever put the lyrics up online, I went through, rewrote the lyrics, re-submitted them for all of the different websites because I was so irritated that all the lyrics kept being wrong throughout this song on every website that I went to go look it up. And I'm like, it's not that hard, guys. It's right here in the liner notes. Just take the liner notes and type them up. Like, <laughs> it's not that hard. Not to mention, it's not that hard if you listen to the song to hear the correct lyrics. I think there's so, some good lyrical stuff in the bridge. Like, I want more than ever before. I want way beyond satisfaction. In this case, you know that less isn't more. I can't wait for your reaction. There are lines that don't mean anything in a way that I like. So is that your favorite line of the song? I mean, I can't... There might be another line of the song that I like better, but that's the one that's jumping out in my brain right now. What were you, Kondra? Favorite line in the... Oh, gosh. I'm looking at the lyrics now, and I'm like... I like some of the imagery of some of them, like whispering secrets into megaphones. I think that's a fun, like, concept. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, That was my favorite one. Like, every time I heard the song, that one just popped out at me every time because of the imagery that it creates. I do like the bridge, though. I don't know if it's, like, got reminiscence of Elvis' little satisfaction, and then it's got... It's this demanding nature to it that doesn't exist in the rest of the song, and it's just, like, it, it the impact and combination of the music and the lyrics together really make the bridge stand out. But I, I think whispering secrets into megaphones out of the rest of the song. I, we just keep talking like about the, the bridge, it, so I wanted to bring in another part. I know. I like that it's like when you're looking down from the spectacular drone. Like, like that's a really kind of cool line that's in there. Um, and the way he sings it comes across really beautifully as well. So here's the line that really kind of once again got me. Same line is from last week's song. So last week's song had the had the line from, from Give It Back to You. Out of everyone, I should have known. That's what it was last week. This week, it's anyone with half a mind would have known. So again, he's like, really kind of like everyone should know like anyone that's smart should have known that this was going to happen he kind of keeps coming back to this like beating up on himself kind of thing it's weird that we've had two two songs in two weeks about this what i don't have a lot to say about this song lyrically either though it's been two weeks weird yeah it's almost like it's an average song yeah you're going to hit songs like this. Uh, the, the, the pleasures and, of and doing uh, an alphabetical podcast. <laughs> but that's when you get fun guests who do fun tangents. Yeah. The tubey people outside of car washes. It, it, it works really. It, it looks like one of those like wonderful air things that kind of moves his arms. For the around. audience at home, I'm making fun arm movements like I'm a fun mom. Yeah. I, I think it more looks like that. Um. A, <laughs> A wacky inflatable arm really tube wish man. This was a visual podcast right now. Yeah, that's that's a favorite. You're just gonna have to imagine this. Yeah. Yes, yeah, non-visual medium, real rough. That's the only physical comedy I can solid. do. Solid. I'm missing it. I'm bummed. If you do want to see me act, though, uh, come to my come to my shows last weekend after this records. I'm doing some uh, Harry Potter sketches. I'm telling you that it's going to be really good in the past. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's in the future when we record this, but if it's in the past when we release it, so right. So it's going to have been really good. 
Yeah, it, it was great. You guys, yeah, you missed you missed it. <laughs> live live comedy so, from Tyler Boudreau. I guess the one other bit to try and like wrap my brain around this imagery in the song is the just the mention of bad cop in the chorus. The chorus is like weird. It doesn't seem to have anything to do with the rest of the song in terms of imagery, like structure. I don't know. He does say bad cop. Does he say yeah. bad cop? Yeah. That's what I thought he was saying, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, he does say bad cop. Well, the background singers do. The last line of the court. Yeah. I did what I had to do. That makes him a bad cop, I guess. Once again, an analogy like, that doesn't quite mic drop. work. If you don't know what the song holistically is talking about. Right. Where does a bad cop fit in? Well, in each verse. Maybe it's bad lieutenant, port of, port of call New Orleans. <laughs> each verse is like telling a completely different story in this. And then the bridge is telling a completely different story. Yeah. That's just. And the chorus doesn't tie it together. <laughs> I, 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 have a, I have a whose line is it anyway uh, laissez-faire approach to it. To paraphrase Drew Carey, the words do not matter. Yep. If you listen to the song thinking the words don't matter, it's not a bad song. Yeah. That's, that's... If you listen to it to get a story out of it, you're going to be sitting there scratching your head all week. I mean, <laughs> yeah. other than like, tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel, what Bare Naked Lady song actually tells like a full story that you're like, yes, I understand, and all of these lines go together and are nice and clean. Yeah, like even War on Drugs, one of their songs with the strongest messages, is a, is a bit of a mixed metaphor. I, I will say Conventioneers tells a full story. I say that Elf's Lament tells a full story. Oh, well, that, <laughs> well, Elf's yeah. Lament is an all-time great song. Absolutely. Like, right. number one song of all time. <laughs> the Flag tells a pretty clear story. Oh, that was an episode I was on. <laughs> well, it, yeah, we spent 20 minutes deciding if she died or not at the end, though. So is it is it completely clear, Tracy? Depends on who you talk to. It's clear. It's just a matter of whose direction you want to head Well, it's the difference between poetry and prose. Like, poetry is about imagery and emotional instances, as opposed to something more prosaic, which is about telling a a narrative with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Songs songs often ride that middle ground between the two. I would say this one is completely just poetry with no prose. Might as well be a, a... subterranean homesick blues in your head well why don't we put some numbers to this because i i have nothing more to add about this song unless you guys have some stuff you'd like to add about this uh no let's the ratings seem good to me all right so are are you familiar with our rating system condra uh vaguely i have heard one of the episodes tyler guested on and that was a while ago okay (laughs) we do a zero to five Five is excellent, best song ever, probably in your top hundred of all time songs. Zero is, well, it it is absolute mush that you wish had never been created. And we try to put a label to it. So this week's label is going to be continents. So how many continents do we give this song? Now, I know there's seven continents in the world, but let's, let's face it. North America and Australia don't really count. So Wait, why doesn't North America count? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Just because I have to create controversy somewhere and no. like, why not? Cause it at oh, home. We're not globetrotting if we're going to North America because we're from North America. Exactly. And we shouldn't go to Antarctica because it hurts the environment to visit there. 
So the well, I said Australia just because it has all those spiders that I want nothing to do with, <laughs> so it doesn't count. No, nah, okay. I want to go to Australia. <laughs> yeah. Anything that's bigger than my head that can eat my head, I don't want to be near it. Fair enough. So, so zero to five continents. Zero to five continents. How many continents do you give this? I'm going to hand it to you first, Tyler, to give Condor a little bit of time to kind of think over it. Oh boy. Um, I was thinking about just giving this one a, a good old a good old three. All right, three continents. Three continents. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Europe, Asia, and Africa. I'll go with that. All right. Well, I'll go with. Do, do you feel ready, Condra, or should I go? Are, are decimals allowed? Is my question. Yes, we have gone all the way down. As of last week, we've gone all the way down to the thousandth place that's too many oh 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 tracy i haven't done this on this podcast Uh, i'm gonna give this song uh pie continents (laughs) is there a re no wait how (laughs) i can't put that into the computer it's gonna break the computer i just put 3.141592653589752304626264 most of that was right I'm going to fact check that later on while I'm recording, while I'm editing this. Tyler used to do that as part of a gig. <laughs> I'm going to put a big buzzer in there where you got it wrong. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Just every single one you get wrong. No, so Tracy, what that does is next time you're comparing songs, you're like, oh, it's slightly above this, slightly below this. Having having the longer decimal points is actually going to put that slightly above or slightly below something in, a, in an interesting way. That's true. But also it's just a totally arbitrary uh, amount that I added to it just to screw you. So, I d- And it will. It will mess me up good. So you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I am... You just like to make my life more difficult. But you, you understand, as you take over this show, you get the spreadsheet now. <sighs> you, you, you would bequeath the spreadsheet unto me? <laughs> I would. Thanks. He's speechless. So 3.2 is where I'm feeling. 3.2. Yeah. I'm vibing All at 3.2. Right. I, it's like slightly better. I think the bridge just takes it just over a it's little bit. Slightly it's slightly better bearing, than pie. It's the bearing straight. It's got the bearing straight involved, so it connects us. Oh, there we go. Got it. <laughs> so. And it's slightly better than pie. It depends on what type of pie you're talking about, Tyler. Yeah. Oh. Um, like if, if you're talking about meat pie, like then probably totally a quiche. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is a quiche really a pie? Yeah, it's uh. it's a crust with a filling. Because then, like, but so it's a tart. And we're not tart okay. As much as I love <laughs> debating whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich, we're not doing this right now. Tracy, what would you rate this song? Should I? Okay, um, I'm going to be the hater of the week this week. That's the problem. Do with people they try to go it alone digging in and making cranky people please that other angry disown i i think this is a really mediocre song i'll i listen to it i'll put it on my playlist for like when i'm out shoveling but i'm not paying attention to it and if i'm paying attention to it i'm going to switch it so it's a 2.5 right there in the bare minimal it's still average. Yeah, that's about how I feel about the song. It's about average. Nothing like some Sorry, average Ed. content for your listeners. Oh yeah. Um. So, 
where can people find you? Physically, emotionally, <laughs> spiritually. After this song? I will be in bed after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can catch me last week be live. After having talked about this song. <laughs> so ahead, you can Tyler, find sorry. us on the internet. We are on the Twitter. We're on the internet. It's a pretty big place. We are place. on the Twitter, at Amateur Nerds. Then Tyler is also on the Twitter. Yes, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. We have our podcast, and- Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute, which is complete, or the evil podcast of evil, which will come out eventually. Uh, we're both in school. Life is really hard. Keep your and ear to the-, the grindstone. It'll, it'll pop up. Oh, yeah. And then our next full movies podcast will be for High School Musical. Ooh. Wildcat Minute. Get your head in the game. <laughs> I am looking forward to hearing about that. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Tyler, can you make it through the whole thing? I've never I seen can. it, so this is the this is the question. <laughs> will Tyler survive the Wildcat Minute? Hopefully. I mean, it has Zac Efron in it. Oh, I do love Zephron. I'm trying to think of the oh <laughs> next oh. week's episode. No. Were you trying to get his reference? No. Oh. Other movies. Mellow Yellow. Tri- <laughs> what the about song it? Mellow Yellow. I'm by, just by, mad about Zephron. By, uh, by Donovan. <laughs> by Donovan. That's right. I like that. I'm just it, mad about Zephron. Yeah, that's good. See exactly. <laughs> see, it was gonna bother me until I put the two things together, and I was just Pretty like, solid. "Oh, it's driving me nuts. Where'd it come from?" Zephron's All right. mad well, about okay. me. <laughs> thank you guys. I, I want to throw out real quickly a thank you to our our facebook community uh thank you to the wonderful people on facebook and twitter uh especially tyler harper eric butterworth and tim Z- jar um and tom Com- caldwell who actually made me laugh out loud this week which also sounds a lot like doves crying um <laughs> tim started us with the uh, oddest way he actually joined us on a- the April Fool's Day episode last year where we talked about the non-existent Buddy Holly and obviously that was not one of our better episodes since the song isn't really a real song um, <clears throat> but he stuck with us for a few more episodes afterwards and Tim we're really glad you stuck with us Eric started with the first episode and is working his way through the catalog so it's going to be a while before he hits this one uh, but we're hoping that you really still enjoy it, um, even though I drove Aaron and Michelle off for a little bit. Hopefully, they'll be back soon. Well, guys, it's the end of the episode. I do need to shut down the studio. Um, you guys have a long flight home, so go go home. Have a, have a good night. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> um, if, well, yeah. if, if you need her, you should be there. <laughs> You know, this place gets kind of quiet and spooky after you guys have left. I'm feeling a little alone. I guess, I, I guess I'll guess i go home, too. Um, well, instead of whining and moaning. <laughs> yeah, instead of whining and moaning, I'm just going to go home. I, yeah. I, I go go check on my horse. Oh, is Go Home the song next week? Yeah, yeah, Go Home's the song for oh, next okay. week. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of what it was, but that, that yeah, thank you. Uh, we'll be Maybe you should drive. Week. 
home. <laughs> or take a plane. Did, did I get that? Is it on? Is it on? Maybe you should drive, or is it on uh, the the other one? Born on a pirate ship? No, no, it's on stunt. Go home is not on stunt. It's on stunt. Stunt. Get out of town. All right, you're gonna make me pull it out now and like look and see. Oh no, I messed it up. It's on maroon. Oh, it is on maroon. Wild. Those are the two that I listened to the most in college, and so like they get blended together in my mind. Oh. Yeah. So I, I was like, no heckin' way is it on stunt. <laughs> How dare you blaspheme! Thank you guys very much. Thank you, Condra, for joining us. Thank you for having me. You're welcome back anytime yeah, I was like, that Tyler is coming back. Like you're you're a wonderful person to have on and, and like you can actually talk lyrics with me. Yeah. So that's actually nice. Okay. Yeah, next time you next time you get a song with lyrics, just have Condra. Don't have me. <laughs> Really, he's useless for that. <laughs> he does a good job of talking about music, though, and I'm not good with that yeah. part. So, yeah, compliments we can a keep, little bit. I, yeah, keep him for some stuff, not everything. Aw. Do go out and listen to these guys. Yeah, I'm really only good at causing chaos. That's all you're good at. That's always good. But yeah, thanks, Tracy, for having us. Thank um, you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, I don't know how to finish this. Uh, uh, I, 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 guess, I guess just go home. Wrap it go up. Go home, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, that was fun. Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets. Except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.